Hi there, and welcome to the Lighthouse Church Sermon Broadcast. Last week, we asked the question, what really matters? We identified three things that are absolutely central. Our faith, our message, and our mission. We also saw that these three things need to be centered on Jesus. Today, we will be considering the matter of our faith. As we start to speak about faith, our first question must surely be, what do you mean by faith? Are you talking about a religion? Are you talking about a spiritual quest? A school of thought? A positive attitude? Today we'll look for a biblical definition and a biblical understanding of what faith is. The first place we want to look is in the book of Hebrews. I'm going to read from Hebrews chapter 11, the first two verses. Hebrews chapter 11, the first two verses. And all of my texts will be from the New International Version. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for, and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. Let me read verse 1 again. Faith is confidence in what we hope for, and assurance about what we do not see. Faith is related to hope, but it is far stronger. It's not wishful thinking like, I hope it'll work out okay. But it's a confidence. I am confident that it will work out okay. I'm somehow assured of it, even though I don't see it yet. We could say it like this. Faith is a confident assurance that looks beyond what is visible. Let me say that again. Faith is a confident assurance that looks beyond what is visible. If we read further in Hebrews chapter 11, we'll find a list of heroes of faith, the so-called ancients who were commended for their faith. Abraham, renamed Abraham by God, is one of those, and he has been called the father of all who believe. Here's a moment that is often recounted. It's found in Genesis chapter 15, verses 4 to 6. Genesis 15, verses 4 to 6. Then the word of the Lord came to him. This man will not be your heir, but a son who is your own flesh and blood will be your heir. He took him outside and said, Look up at the sky and count the stars, if indeed you can count them. Then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. Abraham believed the Lord, and he credited it to him as righteousness. We see here that God made a promise to Abraham. Even though Abraham was now an old man, married to an old woman, and they were both way past childbearing years, his descendants would be too many to count. This was a huge promise. This would require an absolute miracle to happen. But Abraham believed God. He looked beyond his visible circumstances with a confident assurance that this would happen. This is faith. Now this text also answers another really important question. What is the basis for my faith? Why can I have confidence and assurance? 
Faith needs to have a basis. We, we must have a reason for believing. Usually our faith is based on someone or something that we regard as absolutely trustworthy. Some people will base their faith on people that they trust. But a faith in a person fails when they let us down, when they fail to do what they promised or what we expected them to do. Others base their faith on things that they trust. But faith in a thing also fails when that thing fails to do what it was supposed to do, like pension funds collapsing or currencies devaluing. Some people have tried to just have faith in faith itself. We put our trust in the power of our positive thinking or in our positive speaking. But can we really trust our own thoughts and our own words? Bitter experience has taught many of us that we have been wrong too many times. We thought, we spoke, but we were wrong. Faith must surely have a more reliable basis than this. And verse 4 of Genesis 15 tells us that. The word of the Lord came to him. And verse 6 tells us, Abraham believed the Lord. The basis of Abraham's faith was God. God had made him a promise. And if God had promised to do something, Abraham knew that he could trust God to do it. As followers of Jesus, our central basis for faith is also God, and in his Son, Jesus. Jesus has proved himself to be absolutely reliable. You and I can trust Jesus completely because he has consistently done everything that he said he would do, including being willingly crucified for our sins and then rising from the dead. Jesus has proved that he is who he says he is and that he will do what he said he will do. If you'd like to hear a little more about this, you may want to listen to the Easter Sunday message. It's called The Resurrection. It's a big deal. Jesus is an absolutely trustworthy basis for faith. So we would be wise to base our faith on him. So, followers of Jesus, the basis of our faith must be Jesus, not the church. The basis of our faith must not be a pastor or a prophet or a priest or a pope. The basis of our faith must not be baptism or communion. Wonderful churches can close down. Wonderful ministers can be taken from us. Wonderful rituals are still mere acts of fallible men and women. Our faith must be in Jesus. And it should be in Jesus. We are part of the church because we believe in Jesus. We have ministries in the church because Jesus gives these gifts to the church. We are baptized because Jesus has given us new life. We celebrate communion because Jesus has died for our sins. We do and enjoy all of these things because of our faith in Jesus. Jesus alone is our true basis for faith. Let me summarize thus far. 
Faith is a confident assurance that looks beyond what is visible. And faith needs a reliable basis. That reliable basis is God himself. Another important question to ask is, why is faith so important? Do we even need faith? I just want to share two reasons today. The first reason I can see why faith is so important is that faith in God is the essential foundation of any relationship with Him. Let me say that again. Faith in God is the essential foundation of any relationship with Him. Listen to Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. I'll read that again. Without faith it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. The road to relationship with God begins with faith. Let me explain what I mean. An atheist does not believe that God exists. So an atheist has no relationship with God. An agnostic believes that God exists, but does not believe that God can be known. So the agnostic still has no relationship with God. A theist believes that God exists and can be known in some way. So a theist may seek relationship with God. A person with faith believes that God exists and can be known and earnestly seeks Him. Friends, we need to understand this. If we fail to make a genuine effort to seek God, we are unlikely to find Him. Here's a quick illustration. There are some places where the ground is full of gold. Now you can't see the gold from the surface, but it's there. You won't find this gold unless you believe it's there, and then you start digging for that gold. If you and I want to find God, we must earnestly seek Him. Let me recap again. Faith is a confident assurance that looks beyond what is visible. Faith needs a reliable basis. That reliable basis is God himself. And faith earnestly seeks God and is rewarded by God. The second one, second point, is that faith is also really, really important because God actually requires us to believe in His Son, Jesus. Faith is really, really important because God requires us to believe in His Son, Jesus. Let me read a really famous text and read just a little bit further past it. Our text is John 3, Verses 16 to 18. Many of us know John 3.16, but we're going to read all the way through to verse 18. 
God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already, because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. Some people maintain that it doesn't really matter what you believe, that in the end all religions will lead you to God. Now, that may be a very appealing thought, but the Bible does not support this view. What Jesus taught and what the rest of the New Testament echoes is that God sent Jesus to rescue all of mankind. He did this at enormous cost because this was, and it still is, the only way to rescue all of mankind. Now, I know that some people struggle with this. Only one way? Isn't this being exclusive? What about our other beliefs? Perhaps this illustration will help. If I invite you to a dinner at my home, I will give you the address of my home and probably a map. Now, as you look at the address and the map, you may not like the neighborhood that I live in. You may not like the street that I live in. You may not like my house. You may prefer a different address. But I only have one address. If you want to eat dinner at my home, you will have to come into my neighborhood, down my street, and stop at my house. I'm not being difficult or exclusive by insisting that this is my only address. I'm helping you to find me and to come into my home. A repeated word in this last text is whoever. And that means anyone. And means that this is for everyone. When we look at the history of the church, we see that people who were raised as Jews put their faith in Jesus. We see that people who were raised in other religions also put their faith in Jesus. We see that people from all different nations and cultures put their faith in Jesus. We see that people with good reputations and with bad reputations put their faith in Jesus. God made a way for everyone to come to him, Jesus. This is the way that God has made. So this is the way that we must take. God requires that we put our faith in his Son. He's given us multiple testimonies and records of Jesus' words and works, so that you and I may examine the evidence and believe. Now it is up to us. We must decide either to believe or to not believe. I really do understand that this can be very hard for some people. It it can feel as if we are dishonoring our parents, our family, even our cultural heritage. I also understand that even if we do our best to honor all around us, the decision to put our faith in Jesus can still be greatly misunderstood. I pray 
that God will give you great wisdom and courage if you are on a journey like this. Remember, this is not our idea. This is God's idea. And if our ideas are different from God's, God is surely right. Let me summarize what we've learned. Faith is a confident assurance that looks beyond what is visible. Faith needs a reliable basis, and that reliable basis is God himself. Faith earnestly seeks God and is rewarded by God. We find him. And faith in Jesus reconciles us to God. This is all we have time for today. I hope that this inspires you to journey further in your faith. As we do so, we will find that faith in Jesus changes pretty much everything and always for the good. There is so much more to faith and so much more that faith brings to our lives, but we don't have time for that today. Friends, many things around us have changed and are changing. People and things that we thought we could put our trust in have failed us. Very real dangers are all around us. We need faith. We need a confident assurance that looks beyond what is visible. To have this confident assurance, we need a reliable basis for faith. And that reliable faith basis is Jesus. If we would put our trust in him, earnestly seeking him, we will find him. And we will find a peace like no other. A peace with God, who we can trust with everything for all eternity. Faith really matters. Let's be people of faith.